All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Do I feel like shit? Makes sense. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chipper. I had a couple coffees. We're ready to roll. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day where we will recap like I said in that video, a big dub by the Edmonton Oilers. Hello. Uh, Liam is here. He did not go to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Eating dubs. Uh, Liam was at home. He yep. feels great. Uh, Aaron also day. at the game. Are you not feeling, feeling great today. <laughs> not, uh, not too chipper of a mood. But boy, did I have fun last night. That's for sure, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. We had, a, we had a good time. I honestly might keep the shades on. It's very nice to not have the studio lights like, <laughs> beating down on me right now. Uh, but the entire city's hungover today. Drunk off an Oilers win at the Heritage Classic. We are live on the Oilers Nation at YouTube. The Fitting Cat YouTube chat where not Tyler Mulek either was in with the first comment and said, let's see if you remember me walking by the bus yelling that last night. Um, QF Pro said, I'll be impressed if Tyler remembers anything past the third period. Now, the context of my night was that I was actually fine for the bulk of the game, but, but it was the classic, like <laughs> <laughs> that photo is contrary to what I'm saying, but that's not a great angle. 
That's oh, not you a look great. You look great. Yeah, it's fine. That's a boy just happy to watch his team play hockey. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was pretty good. And then in the last intermission or whatever, like right before the third period started, I was given two more beers. And that's oh. what really sent me. But I do remember the game. I remember watching the Oilers absolutely dominate the Calgary Flames. And as Owen says in the chat, I forgot what it feels like to win a game. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. You kind of did. Yeah. When La Bamba played, first play La Bamba of the year. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um, (laughs) as I would tip. You can also you know, hear me singing. In you know, there's one thing that, like, obviously I didn't go to the game. Mm-hmm. But one thing I wish I could have heard a little bit more of watching the broadcast was the atmosphere. I would imagine the atmosphere was pretty electric in there. Because I've seen Commonwealth full two other, three other occasions. Uh, I went when the Women's World Cup was here. Oh, that was awesome. That I was went to really that cool. too. Nice Tekka. No, no, no. The Women's World oh, Cup. Oh, the Women's World this Cup. This was 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But then I went to the Ice Teca the, when they played Mexico. That was epic. And then I went to the Grey Cup when it was last year. I think it was Calgary and Hamilton. That was lame because it wasn't Edmonton. Yeah. But those are the only three times. And the vibes are good every mm-hmm. single time. But I would imagine for an actual Edmonton team to play in a full Commonwealth Stadium would have been, uh, would have been electric. It was. It was so electric. I love the Upper Bowl. Tyler, we were talking about before, too. It's for, it's for the common man up there, and you get to have so much more fun and arguably a better view. Yeah, yeah. so the Upper Bowl was definitely the spot to be last night at the game. I talked to a couple of people. So did you, Aaron, who sat Lower Bowl? And like, if you were really low down, I heard it was kind of hard to see over the glass. Upper Bowl, the view is absolutely beautiful. I tweeted out a photo of like, just as the sun was kind of going down mm-hmm. and the nice. stadium, it was awesome. So, uh, you guys were on the side where you got to see the city then, right? Yeah, we're yeah. in the city view. It's which a great is, view. It is, man. It's it, an awesome spot. It took me many visits to Commonwealth to realize that you could see that because I'd always sit on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I never knew. And it was like randomly after like three years of going to Elks games, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, I know that's it. Yeah. Um, So the view was really, really good. Um, Everything kind of the way they dressed up Commonwealth was awesome, but as a city, and I know it's, it's tough because like Alex games are never going to be that full, right? Never. That stadium is not built for 60,000 in terms (laughs) of like washrooms, walking space. If you were at the game last night, I think you would know, like if you went to the concourse in the intermission, you weren't even like getting to the beer line by the end of it in most cases because it was just jam-packed everywhere. You couldn't do like a – I knew a bunch of people at the game and it was like, oh, we'll meet up in an intermission. And then like no when chance. you got there, you're no like, there's chance. no way I can meet up with anyone at an, at an intermission. I didn't see Frank Saravalli once. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought they did a really, really good job with the presentation. The rink yeah. looked great. All this stuff kind of on the ground around the arena looked awesome. Dude, I really liked how they had the rural Alberta advantage playing music that live cool. just yeah. on the side, like in between whistles, commercial breaks. Yeah. It was a very cool touch. It was Old school how they did that for the players coming out too. Yeah. yeah it was sweet. Was cool. Um, all the showmanship around it. I think like the Oilers, the NHL, they get an A plus for that one because everything just looked really, really good. Like seeing them walk out in these jerseys too. Anyone who talked shit about the brown pants, brown gloves, you can eat it. You can eat your words because those look sexy as hell. 
My mum wasn't a fan, so I'll pass on that message. To sorry, her. sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, mother. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> they, they were cool, and, and uh, yeah, I think what the Oilers coaches wore on the benches too were pretty dope. Yeah, like, it just looked good. It was such a great event by the NHL, and I'm not really sure if there could have been anything from a visual perspective that could have been much better. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Um, I like the way the players all really bought in, like during warm-ups, Evander Kane rocking the shades and the flappy cool. toque. Like, that was sweet. And then, of course, the players coming into... Oh, you got the Evander Kane photo? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> definition of drip. Right How do you there. not love this guy? That goes so hard. Um, but the Oilers, when they walked into the arena as well, I know the Flames did their cool little overalls and all of that, which I thought was fine. Cool. I mean, whatever. Everyone's got to pick a thing. Yeah, I, the I, Oilers was just so much better. Like, yeah, the helmets. Everyone wearing the matching like work safe Oakleys as well. The coffee Sick. cups that were props. Yeah, that didn't oh, have yeah. coffee in them. That was cool. <laughs> Do you know what? One thing made me laugh. Like a lot of these guys didn't look like they should be on the oil fields or anything like that. But boy, oh boy, Adam Ernie sure looked good in those coveralls. He's got a future, bro. What a buddy might want to keep hold of those. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, who do we give these to after? And Ken Allen comes, he goes, Adam, just hold it. <laughs> um, it, it was great how they came into on those, what are they called? Full? Side by side. Side by side. Yeah. yeah. I was not expecting that. No, it was they, a very cool touch. They did a great job. And yeah, I think Calgary took a, a little bit too much stick for, for that. You know, it's fun. Like the players. We clamor for these guys to have some character every now and then. And then seeing Chris Tanev was so funny. Like, he just smiles and all his teeth are basically gone. He's like, yeah, you're the guy who looks like you might have worn this before, buddy. Like, it was, it was very good by both teams. Mm. Um, all right. Also, a very cool Oilers Nation everyday connection early on in that game. Yes. When our boy Lance Kane is on the Jumbotron and then absolutely crushes it. And I think he won. You can correct me in the chat, Lance, because I see you're in there. You want an all-inclusive trip to like one of 53 spots, WestJet Flies? That's sick. Lance sent me the list of places he can pick from. Yeah, we were just looking at it right now. It's incredible. I said last night on After Dark, I felt like a proud father out there <laughs> just looking down going, I know him. Yeah. I know I him. I did do like a double take. I was Represent like, the chat. Lance, I was like, made that it. Lance Kane. I'm, oh my God, it's Lance Kane. So shout out to Lance Kane's Kane. Kane's had a big night last night. Yeah. Good night to be a cane. Uh, Evander pops home the empty netter, has without a doubt his best game of the season. I think you could say the same for a bunch of Oilers. Also, we will pat ourselves on the back because our prediction for Connor McDavid's injury came true. Yes, we did predict that right from the get-go. We said it seven days ago today. It was, you know what? If there wasn't the Heritage Classic Monday, they would have maybe even just said day-to-day -day or something yeah. like that. If it was going to be long-term, they would have said right from the jump, he will not be available in the Heritage Classic. They wanted the storyline. They wanted that juice. Even Jay Woodcroft in the morning said, we got a couple of guys who are game-time decisions. You knew Connor was playing. You knew the whole time Connor was playing. He almost pops home the first goal of the game on that rush, which we think it went in. I, I've been convinced by this because they never showed a good replay. No, and, and we went back this morning and rewatched it and did yes. like a frame by frame. McDavid scored. So he we, scored that goal. We don't have the clip here, mm -hmm. but if you go back and watch him and pause it like Tyler and I did, yeah. the puck is clearly going five hole. Mm -hmm. And then Markstrom does manage to stop the puck, but it looks like he manages to stop yeah. it with his right pad, which then goes into the net. I, I <laughs> hey, think. I just think that the NHL <laughs> didn't have a camera angle on it. I agree. But. 
that would also mean the Oilers didn't have one, and therefore mm. that's why there was no challenge. I mean, it's an outgoing game. Sometimes you're gonna have this stuff where it's just yeah. not gonna work out for you. If that was at Rogers or the uh, Sad Dome, probably would have been reviewed. And my Connor McDavid first goal of the game ticket would count. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna would. live my life like those people who who think Donald Trump won the 2020 election. I'm just going to say Connor McDavid scored that goal. People are like, you remember the Heritage Classic? I'm like, yeah, 6-2 win. McDavid got the first goal. You, you, oh, you're a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've got an extra 40 bucks. In your oh, you believe everything? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, just because the NHL says it doesn't go in. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Read an article. Do your own research. McDavid scored the first goal of the Heritage Classic. Uh, and then our boy Brett Kulak. Yeah. yeah. He gets the second goal of the Heritage Classic. Um, where he, what a, can we, I want to run the replay on this one. Um, this was an unbelievable, like off, offensive hockey IQ play. Oh, it's just from Brett Kulak. Yeah, oh, oh, that's it. That's it. But I love the way <laughs> yeah. he comes in off the point and just slips on down and actually gets some power on that backhander as well. Yeah, it was right before that. He, he's the one who he made the pass to the D man who then passed it down or whatever. Yeah. I probably could have cut this a little bit better, but, <laughs> and then, yeah, he comes right through and, and manages to slide it in there on the go. A great finish from a guy who scores like what? Three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he looked great. Um, <laughs> the Oilers in the first 10 minutes of that game had four or five grade a looks. The one McDavid oh, yeah. ripped in wide on and then put it five hole on Markstrom. Drysaddle had a backhander right next to the net. Zach Hyman had a chance and then they score on the Kulak one. Like the Oilers came out pedal to the GD floor last night yeah. and it was so good to see. Big game, big moment. We've seen them plenty of times over the last 18 months come out flat. They came out last night like bats out of hell, Liam. They. It really felt like there was no doubt that they were going to win this game, which mm-hmm. is interesting because they've been up in two nothing against before right, yeah. this season and blown it. But it it felt like they were able to to do what they wanted that night, and it was a it was a great game, by mm-hmm. them, to be honest. And do you know one thing that kept happening? And McDavid said it two or three times, I think. They really want to push that this team has won a lot of hockey games in the last couple of years. I think McDavid had three interviews where he's like, this team has won over a hundred hockey games in however many years and like number of playoff rounds. And he's like, we are way better than what, and he said, he's like, I don't know what team that was in the first seven games, but he's going to turn around. Uh, Someone said in the chat earlier, super weird that the NHL gave the Oilers 15 preseason games to start the year. Uh, (laughs) Probably won't happen again. The Oilers should be back. I think this is something that's going to spark them. Let's keep breaking down the game, though. Kulak makes it one. Kulak makes it two nothing. Uh, and then it was Zach Hyman who scoops up another one. I am not sure why Jacob Markstrom played this the way he did. Um, He's bad. Yeah, that could be it. They have not been getting good goaltending down in Calgary. But, like, dude, any amount of pre-scout, you know Leon Dreisaitl is not shooting that puck. From that point onward, you know he is going to the guy charging the net, and Markstrom doesn't make a good read on it. Oilers, the benefactor, big selly from Zach Hyman. Um, this game did eventually tighten up, though, and I think that yeah. that is worth pointing out. But if the Flames weren't being given power play after power play after power play after power play after power play, some of it was on the Oilers, <clears throat> some of it was on the officiating, like the Darnell Nurse one. I didn't like that they call that penalty on Nurse, and then don't call anything from another scrum the rest of the game. Like, did Darnell yeah, Nurse punch him in the head, deserve a roughing? Yes. Did that happen two, three, four times throughout the game? Yes. Why did you call the one when the Oilers were already down a man? Didn't make a ton of sense to me. The dry side of one, ticky-tack, but it's a penalty. I just felt yeah. like 
that game was three, two after two because the Oilers were, they were down two men for like a combined three minutes there. Yeah. They, they were when very you, good at five on five. They were very good. Dude, at five. five on dominated them. five on five numbers, courtesy of natural statric shots, 29, 15. The Oilers had like the first eight shots of the game. Uh, I think 10. First 10. There I you think go. There was 10 and, and Calgary didn't have one. Scoring chances for and against at five on five, 29 to 13 for the Oilers. Shots from high danger, shot attempts from high danger areas. This is what I wanted you to read. Okay. You're, we're looking at, we're both looking at natural stats. I just want to make sure this, this is the right number here, right? Yeah. Okay. High danger shot attempts, Corsi four from dangerous areas. The Oilers had 20. The Flames had three, That's three at five on five. Calgary wasn't getting a sniff in that hockey game. They got yeah. brought back into the game because they were given a ton of power plays, but they looked dead. I if if I was a Flames fan, I'm not. Shout out to Sports Closet, by the way, for your hat looks sick. Fresh white. I lid. love the feel. Corduroy. Bringing it back. Really? That's what they call it. Yeah. My, Pre. My, yeah, yeah. Give that. I think uh, your dome is maybe a little bit bigger than mine. Don't ruin the little nubs on the back. I don't. I don't. I can't. It's when awesome. you get a hat with a real ooh, nice fit ooh, to it. It's like good, that, Liam. That you is, take advantage. That is dripping. Dripping. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Sports Cause, Sports Cause Studio. Um, but if I was a Flames fan and I was wearing one of these hats, but in Flames colors, yeah, I would be to. sitting here today telling you that this team's done. They have oh, no yeah. fight. They have no ability to generate offense. Today on Daily Faceoff Live, we had John Goyance, former QMJHL coach. He comes on and does like game film breakdowns for us. He's so good. He's so good, man. He's, his his stuff is must watch if you had over the Daily Every Face Monday is on you. Every Monday, yeah, I he's on. Recommend DFL. it. He pointed out they absolutely love wrist shots from the top of the zone. The flames? Yeah. Off the rush, all of that. No traffic in front. Goalie set. Float a wrister on that. And that's really all they did last night, too. They didn't get quality scoring chances at five on five. The numbers back it up. I don't think that team has enough offensive juice, which is insane because they're paying two guys that combined $17.5 million in Huberto and Kadri. Those guys can't Kiss a drop. Well, they they certainly cannot. Um, I kind of forgot. I said this right before we went live. I forgot Elias Lindholm played last night. Mm-hmm. He was very invisible, dude. Until you said it, I was like, "Holy shit, he's a flame!" Yeah. Um, I I thought Kadri, to his credit, he obviously scored a goal. It caused something. He he was relevant he was, to the yeah, game. Yeah, he was good. He was mixing it up a bit. Huberto, again, irrelevant to the game. McKenzie, I didn't notice Huberto out there once. And granted, I was sitting far away. Hard to see the numbers. Their still. best offensive player might have been Mackenzie Wieger. And that's not good because he's typically known for his defensive play. But yeah, that team is just not have a lot of juice in them. And we said it before, and this is not to, to just, I guess, because we're Oilers fans, mm-hmm. but... This team needs to go into a serious rebuild and reevaluate everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the perfect time. You got a young coach, a young GM. You got a new barn coming in a couple of years. They have so many good young players. Dustin Wolf is going to be a great goalie. Vladar's yeah. legit. Markstrom to his Trade Vladar, though. Get a second yeah, round pick. Yeah, sure. Uh, Markstrom is what he is, I guess. Um, I like Coronado. Mm-hmm. Connor Zeri's legit, too. Like, yep. They do have a lot of Talchier. talent. Yeah, a lot of talent in that but, uh, system. But, but you know just, what? They're they're they missing the high end. And you can only the, get that by picking in the top five. Yeah, I think Coronado has a, ce- a high ceiling. I would say he's that. But I think he's probably the highest. What, yeah, I know, but he's not 50 goals. He's 35. No, he's Manjipani. No, he's not. He's way better than that. 
You think he's? You think he can score fifty goals? I think one day he could score fifty. Wow. Okay. You're he's on he, the he's picked in the same spot as Cole Caulfield. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I, the Manji Pani comparison probably isn't accurate at all. Harsh. Um, it's harsh. Yeah, but I mean, that's a guy who, in his best years, was popping home thirty-five plus, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Manji so. Pani, interesting player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason is in, and this is an important question, I think, as we dissect the game. Also, it's a short for giant recap of today's game, by the way. Uh, don't mean to be a downer, but did we look that good because the Flames are bad? Take six penalties against playoff teams. It'll be a different story most times. Uh, okay. Yes to the first part of that a little bit. I think I do agree with you that yeah. part of that was the Flames not being very good. And they have not looked very good at all this season. Granted, I think they still have more wins than the Oilers, which is weird. Oh, we're tied. Oh, we're tied? Maybe we're back. Um, but the, the second part, take six penalties against playoff teams. It'll be a different story most times. I'll disagree with that because... All the Flames did was take advantage of those power plays. The Flames did nothing outside of those power plays. So, yeah, I mean, if you take six penalties against playoff teams, I don't think it's a different story. Most teams will convert on two of the six. If you play that good at five on five against playoff teams, you're going to be fine. If you always can bring that same effort, that same style on Thursday against the Stars, they're good to go. Yeah, that, I, I agree. Like the others five and five were very strong last night. They were able to create a lot of chances for themselves too. In that first line, I, I really liked the way the lines were spread out yesterday. I thought Kane with Nugent, Me too. Yeah, Kane with Nugent Hyman was was working very well. That's an unreal second line. Yeah. yeah. Fogel he works in that first line with Dry McDavid because he's speed. He does not have the skill to play with them. Mm-hmm. But he can keep up and he can get in opportunistic areas, which is going to work. Yep. Third line was solid too. Although Ryan McLeod didn't play a lot. I didn't notice him. Well, struggling right now. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because I do have a little bit of a comment on the bottom six here. I know Mulek, who uh, was at the game at Greta last night. I think he closed down Greta last night. Mulek is such a beauty, man. I love Mulek. No longer Greta, it's just Mulek. Mulek. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the bottom six minutes in a little bit here, uh, Liam, but I I don't want to get too negative quite yet because there's still a lot of really good stuff to get to in our Sherwood Ford Giant recap brought to you by not just Sherwood Ford the Giant, but also... Did you know they're uh, they're firing up a little power sports and marine business? I, I've heard the You've rumors heard, in the heart of Sherwood Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the heart of Sherwood Park, building. right by Millennium Place. It's Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. We are very excited to get that opened up in February of 2024. Tons of great stuff going on out in Sherwood Park with our friends at Sherwood Ford, the Giant, and Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Um, still more positives for us to get to, so we're going to keep on rolling. Uh, Connor McDavid looked good. Yep. He was flying. I think that was his best game of the year. He's good. He's the, if people were like, oh, they're rushing him back. Well, uh, nope. I didn't no. see him wince once. Granted, again, very far away, but like there's no <laughs> clips that went viral of him wincing or no. looking slow. Like Connor was great. Yeah, he uh, he was buzzing right from the get-go. Again, he did score the opening goal, like we mentioned already. And yeah, just the whole time was able to keep his feet moving. And we were obviously unsure what he would be like because of the elements. Yeah. Didn't look noticeable at all. Nope. He was fine. He was I'm, good. I'm excited for McDavid to be back. Uh, arguably the most noticeable oiler though was Evander Kane. Oh, I, yeah, hands down. He looked like vintage what you want out of Evander Kane. Like he's dialed in. Yeah, he was absolutely dialed in. He was being a little pest, and we even got this great mic'd up moment from Kane during the game. Curtis. Off him! Off him! Bruce, nice try. Good try. 
What are you gonna do? What is anybody here gonna do? Let's go this way, Yeah! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's so what good. is anybody here going to do? What is anybody here going to do? And they did nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, too. Like, the people who were in that scrum, I would say, were guys who would fight on Calgary, but Kane just says no one, no one intimidates them. No. Um, I loved seeing how hard the Oilers were celebrating goals, too. Like, that yes. Kane one, Drysdale on Boucher's goal, got, like, real low and gave it a big F, yeah. Like, you could just tell how much they, they cared it. and yeah. were jacked up for this game. It was very refreshing was- to see. I do think this can be a bit of a kickstarter, which is mm-hmm. an obvious statement, of course. But like when you watch the game, like those guys wanted it so, so bad. And I think they are so frustrated with how they played in that first seven games. You got to think back to Thursday too. That was when they essentially had like a small closed door meeting. Everyone dropped an F-bomb. Hyman was like, we're not scoring goals like we were with this offensive team. Yeah. And then you come out on Sunday in probably the biggest games of the regular season they've played in a long time. It'll go down as the biggest game of the regular season this year. Yeah. And you, from the get-go, just absolutely pump your division rivals. It was it was fantastic. And hopefully yeah. they can just keep the momentum going now because it got another big prove-me moment on Thursday. Yep. Um, the offense from the defense was great. I know, again, people, like you said, they pumped them. People will be like, it was 3-2 heading into the third. That was not, the scoreboard might have said 3-2. That was not a 3-2 hockey game. Moxstrom made some good saves. He's fine, yeah. Made some good saves. He had the one, I think it was a Fogel right in the mm-hmm. slot too. They were good. Defense though was scoring some goals. Yeah. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl with two points, which was significant if you were betting on that hockey game. Uh, good to see. Um, I was. Also some offense from the defense again. So this yes. is going to transition into some talk about the bottom six, but Kulak gets on the board, activates. Vinny, technically, Vinny DeHarnay's <laughs> first career goal was a wrist shot from the point that went top corner. It from his office. Yep. From his office. It yeah, was, you uh, always say that. I, I said that at the game. I was like, dude, he's scored. And I was like, that's Liam's gonna say it's from his office. Check my Twitter. It's out there. Yeah. Uh the way that puck bounced was insane. Insane. And obviously, like in the moment, I think we all thought Vander Kane tipped it. And yeah. yeah, you go back and look and like, boy, oh boy, I must no goaltender in the NHL would have saved that. Because that puck yep. just bang right into the top, top corner. And it was great for Vinny. Uh, fantastic day, you know, insurance goal in such a great moment. I really thought it was Kane's goal. I, think I, so I was Kane so convinced. Thought it was his goal. <laughs> I think Kane thought it was, or was trying to make it his goal. When they announced it was Vinny in the building there, the place went pretty nuts. Yeah. That was a pretty cool moment. Uh, yeah. Maynard made a good point. And they said this on the broadcast too. And it was funny. I was like, I wonder if Vinny knows. And I wonder if he's going to get the puck. They uh they take them all out. Oh, after every goal? Yeah, yeah. Really? And I didn't know that. No yeah, way. I I know someone who I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I think every puck is taken out and tagged. Because they go through a ton of pucks, man. Oh uh, yeah, I, I must have especially yesterday too. They're all flying out just they're just in Commonwealth at the mm-hmm. moment, actually. I was watching a game a couple weeks ago with my girlfriend, and you know they have the big uh, cooler or freezer in the yeah, penny yeah. box for all the pucks. And me and my buddies and my girlfriend are watching a game and we're, she was like, oh, the cooler for the biosteels. And I was like, no, that's oh, for the pucks. Yeah. And she was ice. like, shut up. <laughs> and she wouldn't, but she thought we were screwing with her. No. She was like, why would they do that? That's so dumb. The they, ice is cold. Gotta keep, them on ice. keep them on ice. Yeah, yeah. They literally keep them on ice. The pucks are always frozen. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they tag everyone. So that would actually be the puck from, okay, uh, from Vinny's from Vinny's goal. So great to see that. Boosh bomb. Hello. Uh, Evan Bouchard. 
Let's take a look at the defensive scoring leaders in the NHL right now. Hello. Fox, Theodore, Darlene, Bouchard, Makar, Gossespair, and Hedman. That is some pretty elite names. We are going to ignore the plus minus stat should've on the far that. right side. Could have cropped that out. We maybe could have cropped that out. We're honesty. We're all about honesty. Nine points on the year for Evan Bouchard. Uh, the league leader in goals for Demon. It has four. He's got three now. I mean, dude, no one shoots the puck like he can. No. And listen, I know he is better than how he showed early in the season. There were dumb mistakes. There were bad turnovers. There were moments where he looks brain dead and he is never going to fully eradicate those. He will never be Victor Hedman on that list. He will never be an Adam Fox or a Kale McCarr. But what he will be is a high, high, high end offensive producer, a guy who does things that no one else on this blue line can do in the offensive zone. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he'll ever be that elite, but I think these last two games since that Minnesota debacle, mm. he has been, he's been better. Really, really good. Yep. If you go back and watch the Rangers game, He's like giving him no time on the park. And he still played 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And he's being an absolute prick in front of the net too. Like yeah. nobody was able to stand there when, when Bouchard was there. And I saw that yesterday too. And I think that's, that's really positive to see from a guy who was a, such a low on after th- what was yeah. it, Tuesday. And then to come back and have two really good games. I think it's a credit to him and where he knows where he needs to be at and to bounce back like that and to score a huge goal like he did is uh We'll see. Hopefully this is just a confidence thing for him because we remember last season, right? Like it took him forever to get going. And then obviously Tyson Berry getting moved held him out quite a bit. But once the wheels were in motion, were he could not be slowed down. He's unbelievable. He's such a weapon on that power play too. And just in any moment when he gets a shot, and I know he's a bit of a shin pad assassin, but I bet if you went back and locked, he gets a lot of shots through as well to, to make himself really relevant and a threat every time he's in the offensive zone. Yeah. Um, the thing that's going to be tough for Bouchard is he's now fighting against a, a narrative, right? Yes. And we see this all the time. We've seen it with Darnell Nurse. You even see it a bit with Drysaddle, man. Yeah. People love doing it. Like he got tagged with this lazy Leon narrative early in his career and people still burn him for that. And, and they notice those things. There's confirmation bias at play. So the tough part for Bouch will be fighting that. Yes. Because no matter how good he is, you will still have people who maybe don't pay that close of attention, even people who cover the team who aren't, who don't want to give him credit, who want to sit there and go, no, he's actually bad because remember the start of the year. So I, I think that'll be the tough part for Bush. I, I do think, you know, easing off his minutes was the right play from Woodcroft, but I'm still a really big believer in this guy's ceiling because he is a ceiling that no one else on this blue line has. Special player. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. no doubt he's, he's going to, he's a, Defensive with the most potential. Yep. Um, he will make a mistake again. Yeah. But let's just ease it when it comes to Speaking that. of fighting narratives, there is going to be a narrative that the Oilers changed up their system. They gave up on what they were trying to do at the start of the year. I am here to tell you that is not really what happened. No, they just committed to it yesterday. They really um, bought into it. Yeah, we trust Bruce Kerlock to give us our breakdowns on these because yep. he is a smart, smart man. Um, but he even tweeted, as I noted last night, no changes, just more commitment to systems, far more aggress- uh, far more aggression on players against wall with the puck. F3, nice and high. D defended the blue line very well. Mm-hmm. 
we saw a little bit of it going around. I say that, oh, the Oilers are going to change it. The Oilers are going to change it. They didn't. They played the exact same way. They were just more committed and a little bit more structured. Yeah. And also they played a team that's really, really bad at five on five. Yeah. It, it was a little easier that, for yeah. them, I guess, to say. But maybe a good game to be like, okay, that is what we need to do. Like, even the national game when they won, they gave up way too many scoring chances in they that game. 40 shots. But last night was the Oilers' best effort of the year. And yes. I think it again shows that what they are trying to do, what the coaching staff is trying to do, it will work. Yeah, I think I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Matthew says Ekholm looks like he has concrete skates. Um, he's not moving very well. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely not up to 100%. I'm a little bit worried about that, if I'm being honest. Just because mm. older D-man wasn't great anyways in the speed department. Now you have an injury that we know can really, really plague you, even if you're playing through it and you're good enough to play. It can yeah. slow you down. He missed a lot of training camp. Like I'm a little bit worried that that speed might not come back. Ever. I just like, I don't know. It might be tough. Someone told me to take off the sunglasses. No, no, no. no. I think it's way right. too bright in here. Way too bright in here. Right back on. Matthew in the chat. Matthew. Matthew. Take them off. Matthew. Matthew, you were in Agretta last night. Matthew, so. I'm also sitting with a blanket on and haven't taken it <laughs> off on the show. So I'm good. Tyler is a hipster. A little bit. You don't know it. I'm wearing a quarter right hat. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I'm different. Okay. <laughs> negatives of the game last night. Oh, Tyler, you always have to bring up the negatives. They need to get scoring in the bottom six here. Yes, Giddy up. Yeah. I know you talked about the minutes, and I think that's fair. Ernie only played three and a half minutes at five <laughs> on five, and the Oilers are only dressing 11 forwards. Okay, I had, a, I had a thing I thought was interesting. I never thought about it until it was, they mentioned it a bunch on Bro, but, but like, it must be difficult to not play much in these games and then have to go out there and like get moving. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ernie played, what well, you say? Three minutes or whatever? Five Three five. 34 at five on five. Adam Ernie was my cold performer of the game last Literally. night. Cause he was just sitting down the whole time. Three thirty four. He doesn't even play special teams. He didn't no. kill a yeah. lick of penalties. Nothing. Cause I think Broberg was their lowest defense minute, seven minutes. I think he played a little bit on the, PK two from nine seconds. Okay. So he played seven nineteen last night. So he came out in the third period and I'm sure they said on the broadcast, he played like two minutes combined in like the first and second period or something crazy like that or whenever it was. And he came out and he made a bit of an error. And in my head, I was like, Oh bro, you gotta can't make that. But I thought, man, he's been sat on the bench for 38 minutes. Like it must be so difficult to expect these guys to go out there and perform. And I, I thought I was like, maybe tonight would have just been a good idea to also just go 12 and six. Just know that one guy. They couldn't though. Oh yeah, I guess. Yanmar hurt. I guess they couldn't. Yeah, but yeah. Like they're Mark lucky McDavid was healthy. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to like. They might have been able to do an emergency call. No, because they had. You need to play the game before short. Oh really? Yeah. I learned the rules every day. So yeah, so the Oilers last night had six players play under ten minutes at five on five. Dylan Holloway nine fifty eight. Vinny DeHarnay nine oh six. Ryan McLeod eight oh four. That's a big drop from a cloud. Um, and then Broberg played 710, Ryan 613, Ernie 334. Um, I think our feet just touched. Again, 32 in a row. <laughs> Happens once a show. Uh, I think that, that needs to get sorted out a little bit. There's a ghost in our studio. Things are falling. Another paranormal activity. What was that? That you won't the believe me case. Uh, Okay. Sorry. We are, one, um, losing our train of thought very quickly today. So, so let's get it dialed in here, boys. Ryan McLeod. Play him more. I know he's got to score. He's got to start scoring. I made the joke on Owen radio that it kind of, 
feels like he's playing with his stick upside down right now because he just <laughs> skates around and doesn't do anything with the puck. Bring that guy. He can be better. You got to play him more at the same time. There's a bit of a give and take here. I don't think he's been so bad that he needs to be sat down. Like he's been on the ice like one goal against this year. Like he's trustworthy out there. Play him more, give him more offensive zone chances. Uh, he started just 20% of his shifts in the offensive zone last game. I I agree to an extent, but I also think the Oilers needed that game more than anything. And if McLeod's just going to go out there and he's not doing anything offensively, like he averages a shot a game. Like he's not creating a lot. He's not doing much. Yep. And it went back and looked. I think Drysaddle played a lot with Holloway and Brown mm. and they were able to have some opportunities. And obviously McLeod is not Leon Drysaddle. We're not comparing yep. the two. But I'm just worried Ryan McLeod isn't the guy we really think he can be. I think he's a great NHL player and I think he's a guy that deserves to play every single night. I think he's probably a much better 4C than he is 3C. And I think he's probably a little bit better on the wing than he is at center. And I think, you know, he's obviously going to be there. So he's a 3 left wing, not a 3C. I think that's probably the way I would do it. I'll, I'll put him on 4C and get better line mates on the fourth line. Like if Lavoie, if it was Lavoie, McLeod, Derek Ryan, for example, pretty decent fourth line. Yeah. And then you go out and get your 3C at the deadline. That's not, no, that idea isn't going to work for a while unless you always make an early move. Mm-hmm. But I would say go and get a third line center at the deadline. That would kind of be my priority at the moment. So Adam Ernie's out here playing three minutes and 34 seconds. I'm going to present this now on the screen. <laughs> for those listening as a podcast or on the podcast, Raphael Lavoie won AHL Player of the Week. Um, he might be too good for that league. He might be a little bit too good. For and he's fighting league. dudes too. Gordy Howe hat trick. He had a Gordy Howe hat trick. Good for him. Uh, even, listen, I was fine with the choice at the time. I said Lavoie didn't, didn't grab the bull by the horns in the preseason. He played good, but not great. You snuck him through waivers. He went now and got to go play a handful of games in the American League, keep his confidence up or get his confidence up. This can be better than three minutes and 34 seconds of Adam Ernie. I agree. Let's go. Let's go. One thing I would say that is similar to what the others have done to defend them a little bit. They did this with Ryan McLeod, ironically enough. Yeah. Ryan McLeod, everyone thought he should have made it out of the camp. Yeah. The Oilers sent him down. He's a little different. He'd have to clear waivers. He was still on his two-way. And went down. Eventually, I think it was 20 games in. Played 28 games for Bakersfield. Uh, mm. Seven games, sorry. And then came up and played the next 71 for the Oilers. Maybe that's just what they're waiting to do with, with uh, Raphael Lavoie here. Like, get his feet wet, get him moving, try and gain that momentum that maybe they learned from last season when they had Dylan Holloway, who lost his momentum a little bit, right? Send him down, bring Lavoie up, Adam Ernie to the oil fields. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> go to Baker. Go to Bakersfield. Yeah, so, a little harsh. A little harsh. Adam Ernie is. Send him uh, to Serbia. Because <laughs> I'm working on the mines. He's just so irrelevant. Like I, I hate piling on guys, but he just doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't kill penalties, and that was the argument against Lavoie too. And it's like, well, why not have Lavoie there? Or Lane Peterson could probably kill penalties. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, Bruce Kerlock brought up a great point when we had him on last week. Lavoie was killing penalties in junior and like the world juniors and all that kind of stuff. Like he's done it. Teach before. him. Yeah. Like help, help the guy out. Teach him. Put him out there and blow out games on the PK. If there's one late in the game, yeah. go defend this, go block a couple of shots. I, I, I think it's time. Like, let's go. If, if it's yeah. clear, Jay Woodcroft doesn't want to use the player. 
So get Adam Ernie out of here. Even if it's not Lavoie, bring up Peterson. So at least you have a four seat, a right shot center. Do you then worry that Lavoie is Adam Ernie? That he's getting less than four minutes a night? He can't be then. What do you mean? Like you can't do that is what but I'm saying. That's like, what I mean. But yeah, I know what, you, like I know what you're Dylan, saying. Like is, is it's what, what Dylan Holloway had gone to him last year. Yeah. He does that. I just think you need to, at some point, if you're Woody, this minutes thing is going to become a bigger conversation. I get last night, BOA, big game. You want the win. Sure. Need to get a little bit more balance in these minutes. Yeah. And someone commented it. I, or was it a Bruce Kerlock tweet? It might've been a Bruce Kerlock tweet because he's so damn smart and I read everything he says, but I believe it too. Yeah. So he goes, Oilers have a time on ice issue that will need to get solved or next spring will be a challenge. You can't just play Connor and Leon for 80 regular season games as much as you are right now. You got to dial it back a hair. Again, last night, special exception, Heritage Classic, 55,100 at Commonwealth. To see you get a win, you do whatever it takes. Yeah. Different Dallas, 18,000 in attendance, middle of, or sorry, start of November. Let's balance it a little bit. Bring up Lavoie, play him. 10 to 12 minutes a night. Let's get this shit sorted out. When do they go on that California roadie? California. Do, do, do. Always had a party. California. Um, they go out to Cali. Oh, man, they're not out to Cali until the end of December. Okay, so I was Which is right when they called up Kyler Yamamoto and he sparked the team that year. <laughs> they called up Yamamoto? Remember, like three years ago? Oh, for the, the Rangers game on New Year's Eve yes, and then the dry Ryan Kyline took off. Yeah, that was uh, that was. A good, I'm trying to find here quickly. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights to me are always that team that you mm-hmm. can kind of look at and be like, they balance out their lines really well. So a quick peek here, uh, quickly once I'm searching. Uh, Dr- Vegas is fourth line in that four three win against the LA Kings. This is how it was spread out five on five. The top line of Barbashev, Eichel, and Marshall played ten twenty four. The second line of is it Carter? Stevenson yep. and Stone play 10-22. Third line, Pavel Dorifeyev. Got you. Name. Carlson <laughs> Amadio played 9 Mike Amadio, yeah. Fourth line, Will Carrier, Brett Howden, and Keegan Colasar played seven minutes. You always need to find a way to do that. I know it's a little bit different because they play 11-7. and seven. Mm. Drive Saddle McDavid, Fogo was 9-46 yesterday. Hyman, Nuge, Kane was 9-18. Third line, three minutes, 22 seconds yeah. was Holloway, McLeod, Brown. Fourth line of Ernie, Derek Ryan, and McLeod was 310. A little bit different. Yeah. Obviously, games five and five mm-hmm. is, is always never equal. But it gives you a pretty good idea of where the others are at with their yeah. lines at the moment. Um, call it depth, but I don't know. I'm starting to convince myself maybe they don't quite have as much as we thought. Okay, you mentioned Connor Brown. I want to have a Connor Brown conversation because someone talked about him in the chat. Um, QF Pro, Lavoie has a shot. I honestly think if Brown doesn't start producing, I want Lavoie there instead. I am willing to be so patient with Connor Brown because he's he's good, man. He's an NHL player. He's a 20-goal guy this year. He still will be. I believe these things I'm saying. Last game, he played a lot more than his third-line counterparts. Because they started giving him a regular shift with Leon Drysettle. If I can pat myself on the back a little, I said when they signed him, if he is a better version of Kyler Yamamoto, tenacious on the forecheck, but has better touch, yep. better shot. I said, everyone's talking about the Connor and Connor connection. Is he 97 shooter? I said, I think he could be a better fit with Leon Drysettle. They played 258 together. The shot attempts were 5 1, the shots were 3 nothing. 
I think you need to play Connor Brown with Leon Dreisaitl. I think you need to split up 97 and 29, build out a more rounded top six. I think Connor Brown will work well with Leon Dreisaitl. I think that's the next move here. Yeah, I, I do like that idea. And I, I thought Brown was was good last night. He was Dude, really good. He was very good at winning back pucks. And like, I know we all want goals here. And I'm, I'm sure Connor Brown wants it yeah. more than any of us. But at the end of the day, he's being productive. Mm-hmm. He showed that he can play with those top guys. Was it him yesterday too? He made that play to Holloway when yeah. he went on a breakaway. Like Holloway's got to finish that. But that's a great pass from Brown. And let's see what he can provide to this team. And I think we've got to have patience. Let's not act like Lavoie is going to come in and do anything more than that on that line or anyone in Bakersfield for that matter. They're in different points in their career. Brown is going to be a good player for this team. They obviously need him to get going. But as long as he's going in March, April, who cares? Yeah. Get going then. Yep. Uh, last game, there were only four Oilers who had more or who had three or more five on five shots. Hyman had three, Fogel had three, Brown had three, and Evander Kane ended the night with four. So, and again, those guys, if they're shooting the puck, the results start to come. I'm confident in that. Wade said, Brown is coming around. Vinny D impressed the hell out of me yesterday, too. I thought Vinny was really good yesterday, too. Obviously, he gets the goal. That's great. Shout out to Wade. You guys ever notice how much Connor Brown? And Brett Kulak look like twins. <laughs> have you ever noticed this? Do we have a side-by-side? I am pulling it up right now, okay. actually. <laughs> You're going to need to show your work on also, that one. In the meantime, I was brought this in, Tyler. So every time you do it. Oh, we're using this all the time. <laughs> this is like such an old joke, dude. Didn't this happen like two years ago? No, this is just last year. Oh, it was just last year? Okay, I feel better about making this a bit then. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Okay, shout out to Sherwood Ford, the giant, for our game recap. Shout out to Sports Closet, as always, for the Sports Closet Studio. No, we're not wrapping up the show. We still have 15 minutes to go, but there's something, a big thing in last night's game, Liam, that we didn't talk about yet. Okay. <laughs> it's our Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Ah, uh, yes. Because course. there's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making, making new, new ones. ones. Yes. Let Alberta Blue Cross protect you and all your memories with their travel insurance ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information nickelback played the second intermission i am a little bit confused why they waited for like 10 it to was dude minutes. they had the countdown going and you were just watching the minutes go down being yeah like, well we're gonna get less and less nickelback here i felt like they could have been a little bit more ready to go with that and given us like a 20 minute nickelback show Instead, I think watching on TV, you got two songs. Two songs, and one of them wasn't even this. Yeah. And then they played Sunday a- night. Sunday <laughs> night. And then they played one more. They played Rockstar when they went to commercial. See, even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And no burn it to the ground. No burn it to the ground. How cool would it have been if they just kind of like, the players are coming out and they're still rocking. Everyone's buzzing and like, that would have been epic. Play burn it so to the cool. ground while the teams are coming back for the third period. Yes. Oh, that would have yeah. been electric. Mm-hmm. It would have been so, so cool. Or even like, they should have probably just played them in both intermissions. Yeah, they, or, but NHL. dude, if they would have just been ready to start right from the get-go, mm-hmm. we could have gotten five, six songs in Nickelback. They could have just played like a minute and a half of a bunch of different hits instead of just like three full songs. I was a little bit disappointed in Nickelback, a little bit, but it's, it's still great to see. It. It's a little bit like what they do. At, like, if you remember Rihanna at Super Bowl, she, um, I don't think she ever sang one full song. It was yeah, basically just, just 15 minutes or whatever it was of all the just hits. everything she had, all the good stuff. Gotta get that from Nickelback. But it yeah. would have been an I think that's harder to best. do as a rock band. No, I think you can just mesh it together. Also, Chad Kruger's guitar was clear, and we had a real debate at uh, Harbin Manor. If it was black or clear, but he was wearing black pants and it showed a good angle of it. Oh, really? His guitar was clear? It was clear. I can see I was on the backside at the game. So yeah, um, really Dave cool. says, should have played San Quentin. Matthew says they sounded great. They sounded awesome. They yeah, always I, are. It's Nickelback. I just felt like the approach could have been. That was my only complaint about the whole thing. Yeah. And as, how long it took me to get beers. As someone who is excited for Nickelback, I rushed down to watch on the big screen at my place and uh, they played two songs. I missed a lot of the second period. Because, Tyler, we were trying to plan it out to be smart to get our beers then. Yeah. Little did we know, everybody in that stadium had the same idea. Yeah. The, did the they beer not lines have were crazy. Um, cold beer. They weren't going up and down the sections, yeah. uh, which would have been great. That's a miss. Big miss. And Big just cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just cash. cash. Ugh. What is this, 2003? What is this? Even Shout out the old Habs players being there, too. See, oh, Jose yeah. Theodore was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah who were the three Habs players? Uh, some old centerman, and, uh, Jose, Theodore. Jose Theodore. That's all I can remember. It, for the Oilers, it was uh, Emsky, Charlie Huddy, and Jarrett Stahl. Correct. Which, which was cool. It was great. Very interesting way to do a puck drop. Yeah. And also, they made it was awkward. It was weird. It was a know? long time. It took too long. Yeah. And then they also didn't, they mistimed the flyover. Yeah, oh, they, they really did. did. Uh, they the really flyover did. came like 25 seconds once the Adam was on because we were all sitting there being like, didn't they just say there was going to be jets coming? Yeah. And we were just kind of waiting and. Um, they really missed an opportunity to undoing the uh, McDavid reveal. They could have hyped it up a little more. The parachute we talked about. Oh, yeah. Parachute, Hunter, sprinting to the ice to burn it <laughs> to the ground. Variety of options, none of them used. Uh, my yeah. gross moment of the game, though, was it was it was Evander Kane. It was Evander Kane's uh, viral clip that is now going. Is like, what if what is anyone going to do? Yeah, that was great. That was really cool to see. That was really fun. Yep. My Uh, moment of the game comes after the game and seeing all the awesome Oilers fans at Greta. It was mm. a Sunday night. (laughs) That place was packed last night. It was going. 
this is going to be one of the least productive work days the city of Edmonton's had in a while. Yep. Because there were 55,000 strong at that stadium. If we can do this after a measly 5 2 victory over the Calgary Lames on a random October night, imagine what we can do when we win the Stanley Cup. <sighs> Somebody in the chat last night said, I'm planning the parade again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yes. like, enjoy it, people. I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> All right, there you go. That is our recap of the Heritage Classic. Shout out to Sherwood Ford, Sports Closet Studio, and Alberta Blue Cross for our moment of the game. Our YouTube chat is brought to you by Finning Cat. They were awesome out at the Edmonton Ice District Fan Park. Yes. Um, really, really cool. We all went and checked it out there. Played around with the heavy machinery a little bit. Real boy <laughs> shit, you know? Real man stuff. Man stuff. Just kidding. Uh, shout out to Finning Cat. Find them online at finningcat.com. Um, giddy up. Oilers back in action on Thursday. Oh my God. We have to do two more shows before we get to a giant game day edition. What are we going to do? Seems like a lot. <laughs> but Pre- I want- pre-game and a post-game. And it's gonna, we're a little okay with that. We're yeah, okay with that. Good. No, hey, you get to, get, to, get to go to bed early a couple of times. I'm going to bed at 6 o'clock tonight. Yeah, well, I'm going to watch my Lions. Yeah, oh, Monday yeah. Night Football. Let's get to the menu the for tonight. Raiders. We got Raiders. It's that night of wow. the year wow. when every sport is playing. It's Equinox. Tonight is the yeah. night. Wasn't yesterday? No, no, no World no Series baseball. yesterday. No World Series. So tonight. And they said that tonight might be the only one this year. Mm. All right. Well, let's Enjoy get in. It. Let's get into the menu. It's delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where our Canadian listeners for a limited time can get 25% off and no delivery fees on their first order when they use that promo code. Oh, I cut your arm off. That way, up there in the top right corner, Nation25, all caps on Nation. Gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $50 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Ding dong. Someone yesterday said you were starting to mail those in a little bit. What do you mean? Your ding dongs. Mail them in? Yeah. I'm not doing them as well? Yeah, you weren't putting as much passion. But today's was good. Today's was good. On the post game yesterday, I said DoorDash, pointing at Gavin, nothing. DoorDash, nothing. nothing. Third one. He put it on the screen. I was like, no, I say ding dong. We got to get the button. Oh, yeah. My yeah. Mouth. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. The menu tonight, it is a loaded, loaded evening in the sports world. Could be, like you guys just said, the only sports equinox of the year. Nine games on tap in the NHL. Can we talk about the fact that Frank Vetrano has eight goals for the Anaheim Ducks? <laughs> what the hell? And why I didn't pick him up in fantasy and somebody did this morning and it wasn't me? Tough. Ugh. Someone did I Miley too, I think. Um, there is only one undefeated team remaining. Oh, no, there's no more undefeated teams in the NHL. In regulation. In regulation, yeah. 8 0 1, 7 0 1, Bruins and Golden Knights. Um, I was looking to see if the San Jose Sharks play tonight because they are still winless. Uh, thankfully, they do not play for the sake of all of us in themselves. Yeah, it's it's ugly in San Jose. Oh, wow. They're off to Wednesday. So San Jose is still looking for their first win. They suck, dude. They're such a bad, bad team. You said this before the show, and I don't want to take away your no, no, spotlight on this, but you don't develop players by losing every night. We all saw it for 10 years here in Edmonton. It's hard it's to hard. develop, hard to rebuild when you're going to be that, that bad. They got to start getting better at some point, but they won't be this year. And but the crazy thing about it is I think they've got still got some good players. Like Logan Couture is still a good player. Duclair's solid. Hurdle's good. Hurdle's good. Who else have they got? Edward Vlasic. Yeah, I passed it. Mm. I don't know. Like it, it's just not gonna work for these yeah. guys. Mikhail Granlin's a uh, couple of games I'm watching tonight though. Matt um, Benin. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Golden Knights, 8-0-1, taking on the somehow 5-2-1 Montreal Canadiens. That's really interesting to me. Um, That's probably my game of the night in the NHL, but let's be honest. There's Monday Night Football, Lions, Raiders. That and the World Series is definitely taking precedent. That is the Mm -hmm. main course on our DoorDash menu for this evening. Um, Do you like your chances? Do you like your Lions chances? Yeah, we're we're legit. Yep. We are legit. We might be without St. Brown, though, which isn't ideal. Really? Yeah, Shit. someone said he's uh, questionable. <laughs> no, what, what's the one after questionable? Doubtful? Yeah. Oh, like that. He's doubtful? That's what they're saying. Oh. But the Lions do this thing too. They did it against Carolina where they're good enough to beat these teams even without their best players. And the Lions are on a bye next week. Mm-hmm. Like apparently David Montgomery could have played this week, but they're on a bye. So like, hey, we'll take it one more week. St. Brown was injured only a couple of weeks ago. He's, they're saying it's an illness, though. An illness? Yeah, okay, he's so may, may so I think he'll play. We'll see. Get an IV, get out there. But if you're, if you're looking for some bets tonight, which I'm sure we'll get to pretty quick here, mm-hmm. I take a look at Josh Reynolds. Okay. Always mm-hmm. undervalued. Jameson Williams is going to be something now because Marvin Jones is retired, yeah. essentially. I'll left the team. team. And um, I'm just going to list all the wide receivers. But Khalif Raymond gets a lot of short stuff and gets like 10 yards. So I don't even know what his, his lines are right now, even if they have one. But if you can get him at like 22 and a I half. I like the Reynolds Raymond there. there. Yeah, Raymond's pretty solid. And then Gibbs, pretty big game against the Ravens. Can he get yep. going again? The Lions sucked so bad against the Ravens that tonight, I think uh, I think the Raiders are going to get How about the Broncos? Playing? I think so. Thank you see the Broncos beat the Chiefs yesterday? That was stunning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I game. won my fantasy football matchup because of that. Yeah, I played against Patrick Mahomes. I need Amon Ra <laughs> and... Oh, man. I'm so screwed in this. I need Amon Ra and Goff to combine for 52 points for me to win my matchup. <sighs> Amon Ra, they could. It's crazy because that one's... It is doable. 20, like, like those guys, they could do doable. it. It'll be sweaty. It'll be sweaty. Um, all right. Bets for this evening, courtesy of our friends at Betway. I kind of like Jameer Gibbs to score a TD. Yeah, go with that one. I'm going to go with Williams for a TD tonight. I'm going to go Jameson. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I'm going to go with Williams. They got to get him rolling here. And if, if St. Brown's out, it seems like a good opportunity to, to go after him a little There's bit. There's so many good touchdown options on Detroit. Gibbs is minus 150. Amonra's plus 110. Sam Laporta's plus 145. He's oh, legit, Laporte man. Laporta's so good. He's, He's from the high end. University. Iowa. Um, So crazy. Jameer Gibbs, two plus TDs, plus 275. You're looking to get real aggressive, but I like Gibbs to score a tutty today. Gibbs to score a tutty. Combine it. Combine it with uh, Lions to cover. I think they win. I think they win. It's not Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah, Seven point spread. I think they'll win by eight or nine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two touchdowns. I think they'll win by two. I'll tease it up. You're going to... Minus 12 and a half is plus 165. It's not as tempting. I want to try and find it. I should have... Should have opened this a while ago, but where is the the receiving stuff? Okay, so the receiving props. Sam Laporte over 46 and a half. There it is. Josh Reynolds over 34 and a half. Cash. Minus 115. I think that is locked and loaded. Uh, Jameson Williams, 25 and a half. Okay. I, I know I'm a bit of a homer here, but if you don't have the guy who's taken up all the yards, they've got to go somewhere, and you've got the second and third guy under th- what was it? 35 yards east? Guys. And Jared Goff's good. good. He's good. Nice. He's good. Up until last week, he was in the MVP conversation. All right. Rangers or Diamondbacks, Tyler? Uh, Give me the D-backs game tonight. Me too. Back at home, right? 
I like Arizona in this ball game. Series flipped. Series flipped. Uh, Riley is in. Coming in late, but that game felt like it could be a turning point like the LA games last year. The vibes would have been ghastly if we lost. I agree. That was a must-win hockey game for the Oilers in the middle of October, <laughs> yeah. at the end of October. Must win. They couldn't have had 55,000 people. Boo. March wants to know if it. we are ever getting the... So here, I got two photos for you. Yeah. So this one's just yesterday. So. That's whatever. But they have... Look at their chins. They're very... Very same facial structure. I see a lot. Also, they're both gingers. If you didn't notice, that is that. And then they could be brothers, in my opinion. They do. Yeah, I I see it. I don't see it. Aaron. You don't see it? No. The Sorry. nose. The nose. The lips. Maybe it's the red. Let me know in the chat if you think I'm way off with the this. Facial. What was I just drunk last night? <laughs> Maybe. Well, both <laughs> well, be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. True. You're right. Uh, my boy D cards is in and says, Tyler, you look phenomenal. I'm proud of you. Thank you. He commented on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. He's a guy <laughs> who bounces around. He's Dylan's here to get our numbers up. Leave a like. He's a hell of a beer league goalie, too. Shout out Dylan. Um, hey. <laughs> yeah, Nova. 55K would have booed them out if they lost. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Oilers had to win last night and they went out and got the job done. But can't stop there. Need to go have a good performance against the Dallas Stars. What time do we start on Thursday? Uh, puck drop seven seven, so seven oh seven. Yeah, in, Ed- oh, in Edmonton. In yep. Edmonton, yep. stars on the second of back to backs. They play the Flames the night before at eight thirty. No Ottinger, that'd be sick. No, he'll no. play against we'll, us. We'll get Ottinger. Yeah. Uh, Who's the backup Wedgwood? Yeah. Well, what do they got? We might week? get Wedgwood. One backup goalies or this Kryptonite. Two, I think teams <laughs> when they go to, through this trip right now, if you have Edmonton on the second day, you're back to back. I think you play your starter against Calgary and be like, let's just get the two. Yeah. Well, here you go. Two. Here you go. You got, they have Columbus tonight. Yeah. Calgary Wednesday, Edmonton Thursday, Vancouver Saturday. Hmm. That's a tough road. Look, I hate hmm. to say this, but Vancouver might be the most difficult team they have to face on this road trip. Yeah. So you might want to uh, play him on play him on Saturday. Yeah. That, I think I think you go Ottinger first and yeah. I think they'll probably see Wedgwood. Um, Pacific Division standings right now. I, I know we only have a minute left in the show, so maybe this will be tomorrow's thing. Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow's thing. Ooh, We're going to redo our Pacific Division predictions with what we know. To remake the graphic. Remake the graphic. Man. <laughs> Get to work. I'm giving you a 23 hours heads up. Um, <laughs> but the Sharks have lost seven in a row. The Flames have lost five in a row. Ay, 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 ay. Pacific Division's a mess. We're going to break that all down tomorrow on the program. Shout out to Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Shout out to Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. New races every Friday and Saturday out at the tracks of this weekend. Oilers don't play on Friday. There you go. Just planned your Friday night for you. Don't worry about it. Go to Greta after. Bang. What a night. Shout out to Short Ford, the giant DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. Our Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Our new friends at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Finning and Cat. We'll have more with them coming up throughout the week on the YouTube chat. And Sports Closet. For not only being great and having the sports closet studio, but my boys at the sports closet in St. Albert for hooking me up with this sweet lid. I got to get one. Go. We'll Those be are matchy, matchy. The Tukes were out in full force yesterday. Yeah, the, the Battle Tukes of Alberta ones. I want one now. All right. Well, it's one o'clock. So <laughs> it's bedtime for me and Tyler. <laughs> night, night, everybody. Talk tomorrow at noon mountain. <laughs> Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.